Hello and welcome back to Three Sports Rankers, your favourite podium-based podcast. My name is Sam Barker. There are so many out there. Yeah, but this is your favourite role. (laughs) That's the key bit. My name is Sam Barker. That uh, that voice you heard there was Mr Rob Schofield and I'm also joined by Callum Scotland. I am on hosting duties today, first time of the season. And today the boys will be tackling the best left-handers in sport. Now, just to clarify... As uh, we got a bit pernickety at the back end of the last episode, this doesn't mean Lionel Messi because he happens to be left-handed. This is sportsmen who use their left hand as part of their sport. How did we find this one, Callum? Interesting. I found out a, a lot, lot out there. Yeah, there's a lot more out there than you'd have thought, and it's sort of disproportionate to the human population. Yeah, the one thing that, that came up first of all when kind of starting to do a bit of research on this is the interesting phenomena that something like only 12% of the population or something is left-handed but 80% of you know dominant sports people are so there's there's something really interesting there in regards to what it does to an opponent why it's different gained advantage um but that's a whole different story we're just looking for the best the best three lefties we are looking for the best three uh, scores on the doors coming into this episode uh, Callum on 1 I'm on 5 but obviously can't score anything today Rob on six after a 6-0 whitewash this week so Callum looking for points Callum looking for points Rob looking to open up a bit of a hefty lead but we're going to get going and last week you began Rob so uh, Callum Mm -hmm. Rob's going to begin again (laughs) bronze Rob what's your bronze ready to listen Rafael Nadal in bronze place so you can reel off the stats which seem to be the the modem operandi of this podcast uh, so far this series but a reminder 18 Grand Slams uh, second only to the greatest individual sports person of the 21st century as voted for on this podcast, Roger Federer. 12 French, 3 US, 2 Wimbledon, Olympic gold, Davis Cup, 82 career titles in all. But for me, when I'm looking at left-handers, lefties in particular, um, Nadal comes into this because I think, and I'm hoping you'd agree with me on this, the left-handed nature of his approach to tennis is what has caused so many issues for his opponents in the past. So when you think about that kind of lefty slice out wide, which so many players on the tour are still trying to cope with, whether it's his matchup specifically with Roger Federer and how his looping shots high up into Federer's backhand side was of such a massive reason as to why he was so dominant over him for for that period of time. He, he wouldn't be the player he is without being a southpaw and I think the comparatively with other tennis players you look at so um, for instance like John McEnroe was a lefty famously of course um, when you look at what Nadal has achieved in the era that he has for me him being left-handed is such a weapon and is he left-handed though is he right-handed he is right-handed but he is a lefty tennis player was it was it best lefties or was it best left-handed? Uh, yeah, people? Rob. What was it? You two look like two peas in a pod right now. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert: it doesn't matter because he's my bronze as well. <laughs> oh no! So you're both getting points. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> to be fair, I would always obviously have allowed him. But I thought you were going to get really. Fun... Pe- I thought you were going to No, get... no, no. I, I, I like to bring up. It is, it is a mad fact that he is right-handed. Well, I didn't know that. He is, so he is a right-handed man who was taught to play tennis. Well, he, I mean, I've seen him play right-handed as well. He is very good, but he uh, plays predominantly 
predominantly plays exclusively left-handed. But yeah, obviously we will accept him as a left-handed player. Obviously, I'm not. That would be a real pernickety. But like I said, it doesn't matter because you also. I have feel him like as if, your if, Callum, if Callum had someone different, I would have been punished for that. No, no, I don't think you would. It, I, I would just it's a tennis answer. You definitely wouldn't. Have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so then, Callum. Just I know Rob's obviously touched on a lot of it, but what what gets him onto your podium? I mean, you know, if he had he not been in the same era as Federer and Djokovic, arguably two of the best players of all time, he would have been the undisputed world number one for fifteen years. And you know, he's a he's a left hander, and he's got what was it, eighteen Grand Slams, mm. Rob, and. I mean, he's just, he's a marvel to watch as well. He was just so, such a powerful player when he first burst onto the scene. And his dominance on on tour for, you know, the clay court season is unrivaled. And I think to be able to, to be able to have that is, you know, that pushes him just that little bit further up in my mind. From your opinion, Sam, is it his Grand Slam hall that launches him above the other lefties in the tennis world? Because... He is there for me, obviously more in our era. But I think the the only lefty who even begins to come close is McEnroe. But obviously Nadal is a cut above. Mm. I mean, his his. I know it's obviously on one surface in particular he's dominated, but the dominance is is unrivaled across any surface with any player. It is just sensational, and it, it's everything you said, Rob. It's he plays shots that no other player on the planet can play. And so no players that faced him have experienced those shots before yeah, and they don't it. know how to react. They and don't know how to counter it. That was the first thought that came into my head in regards to he was going on here somewhere on my podium. Um, it's only as I've kind of been sifting through and, and ranking that he, he's fallen to bronze. Um, but it was the s- specific nature of um, the way he approaches the sport and what le- being left-handed player, not being left-handed technically um, <laughs> offers him and what he's achieved and that was why he gets him for me okay Callum I'm going to come to you Silver because uh, Rob got to say a lot about your bronzes congratulations on your points which I'm annoyed about because you basically one of you's got a bonus point yeah there. well um, so yeah uh, so Rob used Rob used the perfect word to describe uh, my next nominee which is Southpaw it's Manny Pacquiao okay the Filipino Southpaw boxer with uh, just an incredible record. He's won world titles at eight different weight classes. It's not bad. Uh, it's better than it's better <laughs> not than bad. not bad. He started out at 106 pounds and just worked his way up, this mowing crazy, his way it? through um, through opponents in every weight class from light flyweight through to light middleweight, which is astonishing that he's managed to do. You've seen photos of him at his slimmest and his earliest oh, stages. Tiny, tiny man. And you look at it, and he obviously is small. He's quite diminutive, but the he he's kind of built up that kind of Mayweather level of bulk now. But when he started, it was he was the nimblest as they come. But he's he always had a little bit of power. Even you know the lighter weight divisions don't tend to have that sort of devastating knockout yeah, sure. power. And anyone who does is instantly. Recognisable as a couple of the rest. But I'm just watching Sam try and yeah, just, try just, and spell just, Pacquiao. Just don't, just don't, don't <laughs> on me as I as I as I wrapped up the answers. P A. There was a Q, and then I've I've crossed it all out and just written Manny. So I'm not actually sure what I wrote after that, which okay. is definitely a good thing. Uh, but yeah, he had uh, I think it was yeah 39 knockouts in his career, which is you know that's good well, for. You say, you say he had. He's still boxing now. He is still boxing mm. now, but he's kind of lost that knockout power. He tends to win on points more now. Who did he? Was it? Um, was it Keith 
so he, he won his title at 40 years old in the last couple of months over the summer. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, he's fighting kind of nobodies at this stage, but... And, and, I, I believe this is true, I believe he also plays in the Philippine Basketball League. He was drafted in the Philippine Basketball League. I was going to mention that. I was also going to mention his rap albums and his acting career. Not not hugely impacted by the fact that he's a lefty. No. His rap albums. Is most, mostly impacted by the fact that he is Manny Pacquiao. Um, and is an absolute legend in the Philippines. He's, I think, he's also in the Filipino government in some some form or another. But I mean, if, which if he... which side of the government, the left or the right? Probably the left. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just he's got a record of sixty two seven and two. He's play. He's knocked out uh, fighters like Barrera, Morales, Hatton, Cotto, De La Hoya, and Margarito, and he's had four bouts with uh, Juan Marquez Marquez, which. Juan, Juan, Juan Manuel Marquez, let me yeah, get that, that one. properly. Yeah. Um, and each of them were fantastic fights. Three-time ESPN, The Ring, and Boxer, Boxing Writers Association Fighter of the Year. BWA Fighter of the Decade in the noughties as well. I don't think you can... Re- I mean, you know, you had boxers like Marvin Hagler and Joe Calzaghe and people like that, but for longevity and you know, being elite in different weight divisions. I don't think you can look past Manny Pacquiao's certainly the best left-handed boxer of all time. Well, Rob, you've got a look on your face, which leads me to believe you either disagree with this or you've got a pick that's just going to trump it. Is Manny Pacquiao the best boxer of all time? No, is Rafael Nadal the best tennis player of all time? No, No, but Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player of all time. and He's my silver choice. Okay. So Wayne Gretzky's got more goals and assists than anyone in ice hockey history. He only player to total 200 points in a season. He did that four times. He holds 61 NHL records across 20 seasons still to this day. And five Stanley Cups, of course. Now, the thing with Wayne Gretzky is that... Does he have five brothers that also play in the <laughs> NHL? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Ah, oh, disappointing. Um, so, with Gretzky, you've got this player who... Is pretty much the messy of ice hockey. Are you aware of? Yeah, I know. I know. I know he is. Uh, I, I, I know that he is considered the greatest ice hockey player of all time. Yeah, and as a lefty, again, it, it was what drew me to Nadal. Actually, just interestingly, was very much the case with Gretzky. His he kind of had an unimpressive stature, not the fastest, not the strongest, but it was his intelligence of the way he used the fact that he was left-handed to gain additional angles. He famously would play around and back and around behind the goal, creating angles that other players couldn't counteract and, and teams would look to shut him down, but he would find new ways of, of opening up teams single-handedly, pretty much. And what Gretzky achieved in the game as being regarded as the greatest hockey player ever is what I don't think you've got with Pacquiao, personally, where, uh, agreed, best left-handed boxer ever but is it the case that he's the best in his sport has ever seen even if you start to go down through the divisions because obviously it's not naturally fair to compare heavyweights to flyweights welterweights middleweights whatever um but i've got here someone who was the greatest in their sport period and being left-handed was a massive part of that it's quite hard to argue with that is I mean, it's a it's a great answer. You can but, give it a go if you want. I mean, it's not for me to decide. It's for you. But um, you know, Manny Pacquiao eight weight divisions. He was he was pound for pound the best boxer it, in the world. Has there for, ever been another boxer who's won? That's the most. More? 
That's he's won interesting. Won world world titles in more weight divisions than anyone else. He's still a he's WBA welterweight champion at now, this moment. At the point so of recording. In um, his forties. Yeah. It? So he's he's been a world champion for Interestingly enough, actually you've got nearly long, twenty you've years. You've got long longevity across both of our picks because Gretzky started playing properly in kind of the late seventies or seventy nine hung up his skates in, in 99, so you've got a 20-year career there as well. So, look, it, it's tricky. And I when when I came to Pacquiao, I felt like because he wasn't the best, that's that's kind of what I've gone for, minus Nadal. Nadal's a little bit more specific in regards to what he brought to tennis and kind of bringing, ushering in a, an era where he offered something so, so different. But what you'll definitely find with my silver and my gold is I've gone for the best athlete in that sport. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. That's 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 what I'm going to have to have a think over. I think when it comes to scoring at the end. But we're going to move on to gold. Callum, mm-hmm. where have you gone for your gold? I'm staying in the same country as Rob's answer for the last one. I'm staying in America, but instead of skating on ice, he's swinging his bat, and it's maybe slightly controversial, but it's Barry Bonds. Oh. Barry Bonds I came across while I was doing my research for Best Sporting Families. So I have heard of Barry Bonds. Which Barry Bonds played 22 seasons in the major leagues. He won seven MVP awards, 12 Silver Sluggers. He was a 14-time All-Star, eight gold gloves. So not only was he the best in his position with a bat in his hands, he was also the best in his position with a glove. He was the three-time Major League Player of the Year. He still holds the all-time records for home runs in a season and home runs in a career. He holds the record for most walks in a career and the record for most intentional walks in a career and a season. So he is, and he also holds the record for the best on-base percentage in a single season, all-time. He is... Rob, do these stats mean anything to you? We'll get to that. <laughs> Fortun- fortunately, <laughs> Sam now knows a little bit about baseball, yeah, so they mean a bit more to him now I'm than they would up, have like, done every third word. in Series 1. But he is arguably the greatest hitter of all time in baseball. He was probably going to be an, uh, a Hall of Famer before he moved to the San Francisco Giants and uh, did some made some questionable career decisions. Uh, which led to him hitting 73 home runs in 2001. Um, we can we can talk about those if you want. He was. Um, it, it, do you want to? I, I mean, I'd 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 like I'm to. I'm impartial. Do you You're want, impartial. Do, do you want to talk about the Barry Bonds doping so, scandal? Or right. Are we so, gonna, yeah, let's I, was not gonna, do I, that. I was going to ask: Is this why he's not in the Hall of Fame? This is why he's not in the Hall of Fame. But as far as I'm concerned, if they were that if they were that bothered by Barry Bonds being on performance enhancing drugs. They would have removed all of his stats and records from the record books. His did you say you seven MVPs in twenty two seasons? Seven MVPs in twenty two seasons, fourteen all star games, um yeah, seven MVPs, twelve silver sluggers, eight gold gloves. I mean he was I mean for a four season stretch between two thousand and two two thousand and one and two thousand four, he was without doubt the best player in baseball. Bar none. He those those three of his four seasons in that stretch are statistically speaking three of the top five seasons of all time by anyone in baseball. And to put to put together, you know, baseball's been a sport since the 
late nineteenth century, and to put together to put together seasons like that in a row is quite remarkable. I, lo- I like it as an answer. Ro- ro- I was going to say you're done. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I, li- I, I like it as an answer. The fact he was he had a doping ban. He was he had a, uh, he wasn't banned. He was found guilty after he'd retired. It's a little little red flag attached to that. I one, want to Rob. know why in baseball you've gone for a lefty, but you haven't gone for the greatest player ever. Are you talking Babe Ruth? Yeah, he was. He I did consider him, but he was playing in an era when it was a completely different game. It was granted. Um, I assume that's who you've gone for then. Yeah, that'd be weird if you hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> we could just have a Babe Ruth debate. Um, okay, I'm just I'm I'm just. I can't believe you've not gone there because he began his career as a left-handed pitcher, but his greatest achievements came as we just kind of basically been talking about with Barry Bonds as a, as a left-handed slugger for the Yankees. But with Ruth, you've got both sides. He is pretty much seen as the greatest player of all time throughout the annals of, of baseball history. Some of his, granted not all, but some of his MLB records still stand today. How many seasons did Bonds play? 22. 22 for Ruth. Comparable. I mean, we could play baseball top trumps here, basically, and compare if that's what you want to go through. What I will say is that Babe Ruth played in a time where, um, I'm, I believe I'm getting this right, you could request the pitch that you got. I mean, I can't. I don't know. So yeah, I wasn't around then. I'm not sure. If so that's true. so obviously at the moment that well that that was going to be my question for you then, Callum, because I I sort of my baseball knowledge is fairly limited, but as far as I'm aware, Babe Ruth. I've always known the name as someone who's like widely considered the greatest player in baseball. So I I'm, I'm sort of with Rob. I'm I'm intrigued as to why you went for Bonds over Ruth. Is the era that they played in your main yeah, for me, I it. think, you know, Barry Bonds, even pre-doping, was a three-time MVP. He led the league in home runs for, I think it was six years of his career. He's obviously still the career home runs leader. And he he played in an era where, you know, there was widespread performance-enhancing drug use. Um, there was like a race to 60 between Sammy Sosa and Mark Maguire. They ba- were basically just juicing to try and get themselves to 60 home runs in a season. But Not that that makes it any more agreeable. No, but yeah. but but even so, he was... when Even when he chose not to swing the bat, he was one of the best in baseball at taking strikes and not... You know, he, he rarely struck out, which for a player of his play style, such a powerful player... To not strike out very often is almost as insane as the number of home runs he hit. Is Whereas it? Babe Ruth played for the Yankees when they played at the Polo Grounds, and at the moment in Major League Baseball, the shortest right field wall is at Yankee Stadium, and it's three hundred and fifteen mm. feet, I think, to right field. When Babe Ruth was playing, because they were playing on what was essentially, if you if you imagine a, an athletics track. They were essentially playing on that, and left and right field walls ran down the home and back straights. So they were, I think, off the top of my head, two hundred and sixty feet from home plate. So he had to hit the hit the ball a lot less far to get home runs. I think you you can obviously do the era argument, but I think you could pretty much do that with every sports person. It's 
you've got to find some common ground somewhere. Obviously, your baseball knowledge is superior to ours, mine, obviously, because we're arguing against each other, is that's what matters. I've got a bit of an issue with the doping thing. I, 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 I understand the issue with the doping thing, but I, I think, you know, yes, it elevated, it elevated him yes, to that was, level, yeah. but he was still, you know, arguably one of the best players in baseball at that point well, before he started doping. We might as well hand it over because I feel like we're just going to kind of go yeah, down the rabbit it's, hole it's, here. Um, I'm surprised it's, you've gone there. I, I am a little bit as well. I think I might. But you've done it on, you know, you clearly believe there's merit to be had there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, so the bronze, you're both getting a point. You both picked uh, right-handed Rafael Nadal. Uh, in left hand. No, you both picked Nadal. That's fair. I did obviously expect him to crop up at some point today. The gold, I'm going to give to Babe Ruth. I, I, I thought Callum gave a better, more passionate argument. I think you, Rob, sort of rode a little bit on the, the fact that it's Babe Ruth. The problem is... The, it's what you said a minute ago, Rob. The the doping for me does detract a little bit from from his achievements. It, it it does pull them down a little bit. And the thing is, we'll never know really if he that was era, the yeah. player that could actually hit all of these, or whether it was doing it was the doping that ultimately pushed him to that level. And and because we don't know, I have to give that. I've spoken Go about my surprise Ruth. about what, what Callum's picked there, and you said not a hugely passionate um, argument. It's because I was almost convinced that it would be Callum's gold. Ru- I was I was almost a hundred percent sure that you'd go Babe Ruth for for gold, but ah okay, it was it was it was a, it was an interesting choice for me. The the doping is what just pulls uh, Barry Bond down a little bit. So the gold is for you, Rob. Where I'm really torn is the silver. So obviously, Rob, you had Wayne Gretzky. Callum, you had Manny Pacquiao. Obviously, Gretzky is one of the best players of all time. Arguably the best hockey player of all time. I, I really like the Manny Pacquiao eight-weight divisions. And I find that really interesting. And You can give it to Gretzky. I, it's fine, I would. I'm not sure. I, I think I'm probably going to give it yeah, I think I will probably give it to Gretzky. And I think it's probably it probably comes down to exactly what you said, Rob, of he is the best in his sport, where in history, or at least is in the discussion. Whereas Manny Pacquiao, I don't think is in that discussion, or if he is, he's one of the names that's sort of gone, is he? No, probably not the best. It's a stellar name to miss out though. It's oh, it's um... a brilliant name to miss out. So that means that our podium is well, it's Rob's podium, it's Babe Ruth, it's Wayne Gretzky, and it's Rafael Nadal in gold, silver and bronze in that order. So it's six points to Rob this week. Callum picks up a point. It's, I think, it, I it's think the following hashtag a might similar, be coming out soon. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag pray for Callum season two making its return. Scores on the doors as they stand. Rob, you've come out flying. So let's, let's hope uh, Newcastle can do a similar thing for you. 12 points out of a possible 12 through through two episodes. Callum, two from 12 through uh, two episodes. I'm on five. Nothing like consistency, though, is there? There is. You are. The the trend has not been broken from last year just yet. Rob, you must be... Yeah, I'm pleased. I felt like we might be nearing F-bomb territory. He's he's not... He doesn't quite Not saying a great deal. Not saying a great deal. okay? Yeah, no, we're we're past F bomb territory. I'm just over it now. <laughs> are you uh, 
do you do you feel like the right decisions were made when you compare them against each other? No, not really. But I think <laughs> I think Gretzky's the right decision. But you know, they're two players from Ruth and Bond are two players from the same sport. And the problem the problem I think with that one is you know more about the sport. Yeah, and I which like, is for how poor hands up like you know when I went into bed, I was like oh Babe Ruth is left handed one hundred percent. Because I because I'm not looking this up. If if you hadn't mentioned the doping, there's every chance I would have gone for yours. So, I, I'm you know if I could give you a bonus point for your honesty, I would. But I can't. But maybe the listeners can, because of course we will put both our podiums up, and you can vote for which you believe deserves the extra listener bonus points. We'll add all the listener bonus points on at the end of week eight ahead of our finale, just yeah, to we'll give it a little kind of bit of extra spice. Um, um, but what we're going to do now, Rob, I think you... As promised, we've got our listener episodes coming up next, uh, four, five and six. Uh, so in this little um, questionable popery dish so of sorts... Strange little bowl of yours Which there, I've Rob. picked up on a, a holiday in years gone past. We've uh, scrumpled up some pieces of paper, written down the um, the topics that were sent in to us. And these will provide the, the basis for what we'll debate coming up. So... Obviously, it will still be two people deciding. So this is, in theory, my kind of pick as such. This is my topic. So I'm going to go for this one. need to write these down as well. Okay. So, so I remember what we're doing. So next week's topic, episode four, season two, episode four, is... Dramatic pause. these work, Helen. I thought you were just doing that for effect. Best celebrations. Connor Ketley's best celebrations. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I think for that one, we will have to recreate the celebrations as well for videos for social media. <laughs> uh, bonus point for best... Ca- Callum looks like uh, he does not fancy that much. Uh, well, I mean, I fancy the fancy the topic. I'm not fancying the recreations. <sighs> so Sam and Callum next week will be doing best celebrations. Best celebrations. Yeah, thank you for sending that one in, Connor. Oh, my head's already rattling around with ideas. So episode five, this is. This yeah. is episode five. Episode this is Callum Callum's hosting. topic. So this is for you and I. You can hear me. Hear me. Uh, I can mixing. I'm gonna go with this one. Oh, the bowls! You're balancing that on your hard drive. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's hope this comes out with a, a good one. I mean, they're all good suggestions. And in week five, Callum is playing FC Carrier Bag. <laughs> <laughs> Michelin. <laughs> Top sporting cities. Oh, I oh, so wanted this to come up. Which was sent in by Tom Wardle. That was oh, so good. Oh, dear. Excellent, excellent suggestion, Mr. Wardle. Oh, I That's like that such one. a great one. I really wanted to do that one. Like, I really wanted to, like, be a panellist for that one. I'm really disappointed. That's, I, do you know what? I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, That's I, really that good. was the one of all of them that I really wanted to come up. So That's top sporting cities in week five. Yeah. And now I will be hosting in week six... I'm just getting mine now. Oh, this one goes nicely with uh, when we had last season from Alex Oldland. Worst Premier League strikers. Worst Premier, Worst League, Premier strikers. League strikers. Yeah, I, I've heard there was a West Ham striker. Uh, All uh, of them. Sal- Salvio. I can't remember his name already. It was a couple of weeks ago. All of German, them. German, Ugandan or whatever he was. All, all of them since 2011. <laughs> Yeah, I think West Ham may well get a shout-out in week six. Worst Premier League strikers. Yeah, thank you to Alex, Connor and Tom. And thank you to everyone else as well. Do keep sending us your suggestions because we will definitely do this in season three. And I think we sort of said 
some point in the future we might hope to do a, a series which is all yeah absolutely questions. so keep them coming so in do keep sending them to us it's uh, i think the three of us find it increasingly difficult to scratch our minds and come yeah, do, up with do our work for us is what we're so, basically, basically <laughs> yes please awesome i look for uh, some yeah some really good ones and we got some great ones still in the pot for uh, for season season 3 so just uh, as the scores as we leave callum's on minus 6 uh, no callum's on 2 i well, stone face <laughs> callum's on 2 I'm on five. Rob is on twelve. Thank goodness, Callum, that Rob is uh, is is hosting next week because he really does not need any more Best points. Best celebrations. Best celebrations next week. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, do check us out on all our social media platforms. That's three sports rankers with a three as a number rather than as letters. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you've enjoyed us, I say do subscribe. Do leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, it does massively help us out. Yeah, so if you could absolutely. do that, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. But uh, until then, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>